My dad worked at a cement plant for 27 years. He started either in the really late 40s or early 50s and worked there until about 1975. Uh, and he did a lot of different jobs. He was a crane operator. Um, and I think basically because he was there so long, he worked his way through pretty much everything. And he, he was retired by the time I was born. He didn't talk about the actual work too much, but he had this one favorite story that he always loved to tell. So one day... One of the workers, there was some kind of, uh, it wasn't an assembly line, but there was a piece of machinery and the worker put his hand in it when he shouldn't have and his finger got lopped off. And so, you know, obviously he was taken care of and then the big boss came down and he asked the foreman what happened. So the foreman takes him over to the piece of machinery and he says, well, Bill stuck his finger in right here Ah!" and his finger got lopped off too. Welcome to Broken Corners, a podcast where we discuss memories, uh, we revisit them, we laugh at them. Um, my name is Armando, and that was Karen. Um, and this week we'll be uh, talking about those times when there just had to be a better way to say something. Yeah, they they always say, um, what is it, show, don't tell in writing programs. But <laughs> in, in this case... Yeah, it could have gone better. I want to revisit that um, that <laughs> saying because not, I'm not a fan of that saying yeah. for some odd reason. But I want to talk about um, the fingers. <laughs> um, yeah, why? Well, I, I don't even know where to go with that. Why? Like fingers. <laughs> fingers. Well, my dad. He would. He, for him, it was a story that was just about how you know that's. That's sort of how dumb large organizations are. It was sort of the same vibe that he would talk about his stories from the military when mm. he was in during World War II, that, um, that that was sort of about the best you could expect from management was, <laughs> was kind of his vibe. Yeah, I mean, you kind of ask people to join the military and then you just build them up through the ranks and sometimes people get promotions maybe they don't deserve yeah i don't know well i think he did when he was in the army um he did a lot of kp duty he was he peeled a lot of potatoes oh um but it was actually actually for him it was really awesome when he i don't know if he was drafted or he volunteered but um because his his family was pretty poor yeah he actually gained i think he said he gained 30 or 35 pounds in the first Three or four months he joined the military because he ate. Because he, he ate. eating. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. wow. he was born in 1923, so he was like <laughs> born right into the middle of the right. depression. And so, yeah, the um, that it was sort of the best, you know, three square meal situation he'd, he'd ever had. So, um, so there was that. But he always said another one of his favorite sayings was always "Hurry up and wait." Yeah, um, because that was <laughs> that's the and for me when I worked construction, that was the oh the old rush to wait. Where everybody wants something, and then all of a sudden everybody's waiting at the same time. It's yeah. Like, well, what's the point? Yeah. You know? But uh, I want to talk about that saying um, because I don't like it. Wait, which one? The um, the show don't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially in writing programs, the whole point of writing is telling. So what I'm, I mean, I'm telling through the, I'm showing through the telling, right? Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know what they're saying. Yeah, I, I do. Don't, <laughs> I do. But it's just, you know what it was? Re, uh, maybe like a couple of months ago, um, I had to draft something for for work, and I, and I don't want to be specific about it, but someone was reviewing it, and they, oh, they said exactly that to me. Mm-hmm. I kind of just wanted to, like, choke them. 
but not, you know, in a friendly way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also, maybe it's how uh, I perceive criticism. Maybe that's on me. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just one of those things that really Well, it, unless it comes me. with sort of, with an example, that, yeah. that kind of, um, you know, here's an adage, use right. it to make your writing better is, is yeah. kind of tough. I mean, it's also, it was like, it's technical writing. It's not like, you know. Well, you yeah. Know I mean? the, like, yeah. It's like. Like, are you supposed to use um, artistry? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm sure there's lots of sayings that bother people and bother me in particular. I mean, I'm sure there are some that bother you. Um, oh, yeah. The one that makes me just lose my mind is that uh, there is no try, there's only do. That's Star Wars, right? Yeah, I think it's Yoda. Yeah, Yoda, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, um, syntax of that. <laughs> Yeah, I've had people trot that one out to me, and it just makes me want to scream. Have you thought about why it makes you so angry? I I just don't think it's true because there, when someone says, when someone says, um, "I'm sorry, I tried," maybe they're being disingenuous, or maybe it's the truth. And so to say, "There's no trying; you just did what you did." Right. That's that's pretty Asholovich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, that's all. That's all. It just seems like it's um, imposing your version of reality on somebody else and pretending it's wisdom. That's called conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Those aren't our conversations. Uh, No, there's no wisdom on this side of the table. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. I mean, sometimes there's all these, you know, these sayings. I mean... I always find it it's I always find it funny when other people have like things like funny like like sayings that I use and they go oh that just drives me insane I'm like why what's wrong and I'm like I have you know we all have the same um you know we get fussy over little things that make no sense Brian so. had one he started in college which he just said to me the other day but he only said it to make us laugh because he knows how angry it makes right. me um which is it's not really it's it's not an adage. It's just something he it's thought of to say, which is, um, I can't imagine that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> That's that falls in the asshole um, that, column. Oh, column. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Or in the <laughs> asshole. <laughs> just fell right, in, right there. in. It's a lot of stuff in there. Well, yeah. That that can be. Mm, I'm sure that goes well in, in conversation. Right. <laughs> That's like the. Uh, not that this is all going to be about saying. Well, but. <laughs> what be, I think that he said that, and then it was right. I think right around that time, that was when people got big on it is what it is. That's what I was just going to get to. Okay. I, I mean, it's funny who I, th- that saying to me, I say that all the time. And um, our friend Matthew hates that saying. <laughs> and he, I'm like, but it is what it is. Like, and I'm so glad I know that now. I, it's so funny the people that I talk to when they say it. It's just it is a moment of like we all get the same thing, mm-hmm. you know. And it's usually um, like it's usually at a point when I say it at work, or if someone says it to me back at work, or if I'm saying it to anybody. It's really a point where it's like, well, this shit is kind of fucked. It is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I <laughs> and it's one. It's fine to say. I've definitely said it in certain circumstances, you know, and it has an element, I guess, of resignation 
Um, and sometimes you do just have to accept this is the reality and move on. But then when it's, um, when it's sort of shutting down the possibility of a conversation or furthering, yeah, of conversation or the, or some people just don't believe in the concept of progress. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, and so that, I mean, that can be, that can be difficult too, where, because uh, it can turn into that, you know, oh, honey, it's just the way the world is. Right. Um, I've never gotten that from you, but I've, I've definitely had conversations. Um, I, yeah, where I remember one where we were talking about trans rights, mm-hmm. not you and I, but, you know, with a group of people and, and being told, well, that's just the way the world is. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it could be like. I'm shutting down this conversation. Uh, but then, you know, some people may not be able to, I mean, if it's something with, you know, that has a lot of like emotional attachments and, you know, it's someone's livelihood or whatever. And maybe that conversation is not, uh, maybe that, that person is unable to have that conversation at the moment. Right. Well, and generally if the person saying this is just the way it is, has enough distance from it, yeah. there's, you know, their stakes aren't that high. Yeah. That they can say, oh, it's just the way it is. That's a good point. And I think that, you know, when it comes to the conversations I've normally had, it's usually, uh, it's probably, if the person does have stakes in it and they do say that, it's probably to create a uh, security, like, wall. Yeah. And just be like, well, it is what it is. Now I'm going to hide behind that statement and then that's just what it is. Right. So, yeah, that's a, it's an interesting one. But I, I kind of want to get back to the theme when we were talking about communication and you know listening communication's hard especially um when you just know people or you just like, like whether it's a friend or a partner you know i could think of times with uh me and tracy and and we really just don't sometimes we're 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 so stupid sometimes we're we're agreeing with each other yeah but fighting with each other yes to agree with each other yeah and it's like you're not listening to me you're not listening to me and it's like then when you just take a step back, you realize you both um, were saying the same thing and both agree, and then you kind of feel stupid. Well, think about Remember the the night you guys took me out for my birthday last year? We went ahead dinner and then walked, you know, halfway across Queens on the way oh, back. Oh, the, the, the uh, Irish banter or Irish place or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and we, we had a conversation that sort of turned into an argument with the three of us. Yeah. You and I were mostly on the same side. But, but the other thing was... The three of us agreed on probably 98% yeah. of it. And then, um, and I feel like that's such classically liberal behavior. Yeah. Which, you know, is that, um, whereas like Republicans just toe the line because they were told by somebody in authority, this right. is what the line is. And they're like, oh, you, you would know. I will say that now. Um, then, you know, with Democrats or, you know, or liberals, um, of other parties too. Don't label me. There's the <laughs> we don't talk about, we don't talk about the massive amount of things we do agree on. Right. We fixate on the the nuance and right. then say no, the nuance has to be <laughs> right too. And you know, agreed. I mean, but I because they actually, I think I'm ripping this off from This American Life, but there was an episode a few years ago about the Tea Party when that was rising. Right. Imagine. Remember where did the, they go? Remember the sweet little world where the where Tea Party. Where did they go? I yeah. don't know. I, I, you kind of want them back, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you uh, do. But they were talking about how that's a that's a difficult thing with messaging um, in D.C. that you can put out the the party's talking points, right? Um, you know, from the the leaders. 
and Republicans will just be on it and just repeat it, go to the media and repeat it, and then the Democrats will be like, yeah, I don't know, I don't completely agree with that. Which, absolutely, I mean, it, that's valid too, but it's, it's, you know, strategically, I think we lose ground sometimes. I agree, I mean, that was, you know, it was, well, I mean, we just saw it with the election, right? Uh, two different viewpoints within the same party, and, you know, I, um, I think it's good to have a conversation about the differences, and I think there is a danger in just having your um, your political parties just be like team sports where you just support them no matter what. Yeah. Um, you know, I love this football team. I don't care if there's a rapist on my team. Mm. I'm still going to support that team. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's not just Democrats. It's, Republicans, it's both sides. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think we're just more liberal. We're liberal, so we can only really talk about the Democratic side. But um, there comes a time when you need to, like, kind of fall in line. And I, you know, I think I don't, you know. Yeah. But then again, I may disagree with that. See, I really what it boils down to, I think that we're just wishy washy. <laughs> well, so. no, I don't think. I don't think nuance is wishy washy. I remember this from the the John Kerry election, mm-hmm. where you know they were saying they were saying, oh well, he changed his position and it, about something. Oh, the flip flopping thing, right? right? The, oh, he's, yeah, he's a flip flopper. Flip flopper, yeah. They really went with that. And too. I was just like, so. In the face of new evidence, he assessed the new evidence right. and changed his mind. Oh, he's a fucking asshole. Right. That's what you're saying? Um, yes. Yes, that's what they were saying. <laughs> that's what they were saying. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that one. Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, I, I'm still baffled that he lost that election. Yeah. I mean, I, I know how and, like, why, but, like, I'm just, like, I, you know, it really, I guess it was the protesting Vietnam thing that really... Uh, the craw and people's what was the the swift boat people was yeah. that it yeah uh, what happened there <laughs> but yeah. it gave us obama so right and that was nice for a hot second i yeah with the with the whole polarization thing right now um for me at least part of it is that up until obama i never i never had a particular investment in a president right and I mean, I always voted Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say relatively thoughtfully voted Democrat, but I always voted Democrat because that right. that reflected my values. And uh, you know, having having a a president who was so much more closely aligned with my agenda as far as my values go, after eight years of that, it's just it was just it's really tough to go back to saying, oh sure, let's compromise on. Yeah. On whatever. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't a hundred percent, but it was it was so much closer, and so I just think a lot of people, um, yeah, aren't aren't really willing to sort of you know go back in the closet of like let's let's pretend whether it's to family members or anybody um, that you know that these things aren't just don't seem ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it is hard, um, you know when. I think when Clinton was president, I don't really was really I wasn't really into politics. You know, I was about what seventeen, eighteen. Mm. I'm not even sure. Um, so throughout that whole time, I didn't really, you know, you know, care. And my memory's a little fuzzy. Um, just you know, just being a young kid and doing what you had to do. And then as you know, um, Bush came into office, and really, you know, after September 11th, and kind of like the way policies were being shaped after that mm-hmm. 
I kind of, you know, really started to take an interest into it. And, and you know, it became like, this man has to go. Uh, and then another, you know, term. Yeah. And it was like, God damn, this man ain't going anywhere, right? And then there's always the fear of, like, someone stealing a third term, <laughs> you know? But thankfully, we, you know, the, the night that, um, I remember the night that Obama won. And, and, and there was, I guess what I'm trying to say was, it's amazing how, I guess it's like anything. It, your, your leading man really makes you interested in something, or leading woman, or just something, somebody charismatic enough to, for you to have an interest in something, for you to be reinvigorated by something. Mm. Um, and right now, all of that is gone, you know? Yeah. I mean, hey, kudos to the other side. You know, they're, they're reinvigorated, I guess. Um, I don't know why, but they're, they're there. I just, I can't wait to have someone in office that, man, I don't even care if it's, like, Republican at this moment, but someone who is at least um, intelligent, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And thoughtful and... Um, I don't know, like, just has, like, even, even, like, when you look at, like, you know, no, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but I'm, even if you look at, like, when you look at Obama, you go, wow, that's a thoughtful, intelligent human being. Mm-hmm. When you look at Trump, you're like, wow, this is a businessman. Like, he is kind of like the embodiment of a, a used car salesman. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. just, like, I'm surprised there's not, like, oil behind him. As he uh, walks down the hall. Yeah. So, so, you know, just not to go so much off um, from the main topic, how many, um, what issues have you had with like communication or poor communication? <laughs> or, yeah. Um, you know. uh, oh, okay. I know younger Karen. Um, younger Karen. Younger Karen did something really bad at work once, which is definitely shaped. Your current um, job? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Um, it was it was the first job that I had in New York. Um, the first real job that I had. I had gotten a temp job at an insurance company. Mm-hmm. It was an industrial um, uh, insur- <laughs> lines insurance company. So I was in the energy department. So it was dealing with uh, insurance policies for the the most massive chemical and oil companies in the world um and it was it went relatively well because i i came in as a temp i really needed the job because i had moved to new york without nearly enough money and uh they put me i was working with this woman who she was only a year older than me so i think i was 25 or 26 and uh, she was sort of the protege of the CEO or CFO. I don't remember. Um, and she, she was a little bit difficult to work with, but mm-hmm. I, I got along with her really well. And so then I got a full-time position out of it. And, um, she, she was great, but she, she was, uh, she was Lebanese originally okay. and her family had had to flee basically oh, about like a refugee. Situation. Yeah. 15 or 20 years before, but they were, they were clearly still pretty well off. So, um, they had come over here and, um, she was very, she was very kind of like. Lebanese sex in the city in her style. Like she was very, very fabulous. I've never seen that show. Um, the Lebanese version. Just, you know, <laughs> she always she always looked expensive. Um, and she had expensive tastes. Gotcha. Um, but she was also a very genuine person. Um, 
and and she had had an experience just just so I moved here in 2003 and um when 9/11 happened she actually was in the towers wow um, she was there for a meeting, uh, I think it was with Marsh, she and one of the, the engineers from our company. And um, so the engineers, like for insurance companies, they have people who go and do site inspections mm-hmm. at the companies. And so he was somebody with actual technical knowledge of things. And so there they were that morning and he smelt, he smelt chemicals or burning or something. And he was Is like, we got to get... Is he a truther? What's that? Is he a truther? No, is, is I that what's truther, I right? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you know, truthers are people who believe in the 9/11's a conspiracy. Oh, okay. But anyway, go back to your story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so they were there, and so he was—he just said, "We've got to get out of here," and so they ran down the stairs. Wow! And they got out. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. So her perspective had, you know, kind of been shaken up <laughs> in yeah, certain I mean, ways that, too. That would, that would definitely do it. Um. So in a lot of ways she was great, but she could be kind of uh, rock gut nasty when she was stressed. And um, there yeah. was there was this one day where, oh, and she also was a procrastinator. And so, anytime I took time off, which I didn't do very often, um, you know, she would she would kind of sit on stuff, and mm-hmm. then right up until the last moment of my leaving, like the last day or two I was in the office, would be hell before I took the day off. And so she was being, she was being, um, you know, tough to work with this one day. And so you see how I can't even, I can't even say, I can't even come right out and say what it is still. Um, it's so ingrained this, this after must what be really, happened. This is a juicy one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so she'd be, just been, she'd just been giving me a hard time for no good reason this whole morning. So I send Brian this email from my work account. That said, wow, somebody's really being a cunt today. If she didn't want me to take the days off, she should have said so. And then I got an email 60 seconds later that said, are you talking about me? (laughs) Because I didn't send it to Brian. I sent it to my boss. (laughs) Holy. (laughs) How did you reply? Were you talking about her? (laughs) I said... Oh, no, sorry. I meant to send this to a friend, and also I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about my mom. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, though. It was, I, mean, I mean, it was pretty good, but then I went, so then I went mm-hmm. over, uh, and we just looked at one another, and I was like, okay, it wasn't about my mom. I'm sorry. It's been a tough morning. What did she and say? She took this big breath, and she said, I get it. Next time, say bitch. Yeah. Um, cause that's which, what she had a problem with. Not because her, <laughs> not because her actions or anything, but just the language. Yeah. This is like a Samantha B situation all over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So I kind of, yeah, I, so I sat down to go over what it was we were working on. It was some, it was a quote for a particular policy and she looked over at me and she's just like, I can't even stand the look on your face right now. Just calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and it was okay. But so because of this. I don't I don't go in writing on anything that's even just remotely Yeah. I don't I don't I mean A, I would never put it I would never put it in writing on a work email and I B would just never I don't ever say anything I don't ever talk shit about people in writing. Yeah, that's probably the best thing. That's, that's... And then also that was maybe six months to a year later was um 
when the attorney general came in and went after the insurance agencies so oh. hard. And so... Uh, Spitzer? Spitzer, yeah. Before the hooker thing. Yeah, I mean... When he was still... Yeah, when he was still Mr. Credible. Mr. When he was, yeah, integrity, if you will. Right. So they came in and they took hard drives out. Yeah. And um, one of the guys in another department in my company went to jail... Oh, shit. Because, um, because he was dealing coke and was using work email to what talk about it. And what then also, once they found that, then they dug into his... Um, into his work, and then he was indicted for something related to that. Wow. So, yeah, I'm very, I'm very cautious about, um, even in, with social media, too. Yeah, I mean, work email, for me, is something I have to read three or four times before sending out. Yeah. Uh, I had an old boss in, where, well, he's t- two jobs ago. He sent out an email, and he wasn't trying to, it was a normal email. He misspelled count. Mm-hmm. And it didn't catch it. <laughs> so, um, because, you know, cunt is a word. Yeah. And he sent it to his boss. And um, so, you know, th- I think they laughed it off. But Was um, it meant to say your, your count was wrong? I don't know what it was something. It was probably, <laughs> it was probably something like, um, if she didn't want me to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she should have told me stop acting like a count. <laughs> I love to count. Ah, ah, ah. But uh, yeah, see, yeah, I so I mean, not just that. It's just that. Even, I mean, I've sent a. You know, when you're young, you do stupid things. So I sent an email once, just kind of like, kind of yelling at somebody through email, and then I got into some shit. But because, because I thought that I was, you know, you know, fuck you. How dare you talk to me that way? Yeah. You know, it's funny because that's another thing about communication is how how. How you read the email often will stir them all. I mean, and, you know, nine times out of ten, it's the state of mind you are in as the reader, and right. how, which is what makes you uh, react to that email. So, I right. mean, the email... Because there is no tone in email. Yeah, exactly. Right. So the email could be fine, but you're, you're in a hot space at the moment, and you're just like, this bitch! And, you know, and I see people, and including myself, I see these people do this all the time, where it's like, who this bitch thinks she ah you know and they get all hot I'm like what what you know and then, you know you look at the email and it's like what look at this and it just says hello right. <laughs> you know it's like something really crazy but yeah I think you know a lot of the time um, we're not having a conversation with the other person we're having a conversation with ourselves mm-hmm. so that that goes for uh, you know verbal dialogues and email you know so I think <laughs> we just need to take care of our shit first and then. Yeah. You know, talk to people and things like that. I mean, technology is a wonderful thing. It, it creates quick methods of communication. And sometimes I don't think as human beings we're meant for that. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because I think the, the work, when you're at work, you're inundated with so much email. And, you know, the work is expected to be done faster. And there's really, it's, it's, it's for some reason, I'm going to call it like, binge watching there's no room to digest anything you just read or anything so like when someone picks up a phone call and calls a person you know you have a moment to have a dialogue you you then have this uh, minor relationship with that person over this work mm-hmm. and when it's through an email it's easy to just click red and then to kind of ignore it and put it on the back burner yeah uh, and I'm very guilty of, of of procrastinating at work so I took offense to that and no <laughs> but um so, yeah, I mean, as well, you know, these are the things I think, you know, 
we're not used to having a million email. Uh, is it emails or email? It's what were you going to say? I just want to know, is, is email plural? Because like when you don't say, I'm going to check for mail, you say, I'm going to check for mail. So, e- yeah, email is a general topic. Is um, You wouldn't put an S on it, but it could still... You could say emails. Yeah. It seems wrong to me. Like, how, how many emails do you typically get in a day? I get or like, you could say, how much, how much email do you typically right. get in a day? I get 100 plus emails. <laughs> yeah. Or email. I don't know. It seems weird to me, but um, but it's all garbage. I don't. I don't read any of it. It's the grammar podcast. Yes, um, yeah. It's to me. It's just the technology is cat. Like we're not caught up to all the wonderful things that technology can do for us. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of times technology gets a bad rap for causing isolation because people, um, you know, people are able because of their phones. Everybody knows this to just you know communicate sort of on their own. Right. But then there's also all these crazy things that are coming up um, where I was reading an article the other day about how technology uh, is actually helping dementia patients Mm. and other people who have cognitive disabilities um, to not feel so alone Mm -hmm. because, you know, that's what, so, so people essentially when they're saying that technology causes isolation, that your phone, you're wrapped up in your little piece of technology. So you're not, you're not connecting um, in real life with people, mm. but so people who, I mean, this is my take on it as always, but so people whose their connections are sort of shorted out, um, they're not necessarily able to maintain because of their, their medical issue. Or yeah. Their yeah. And so the, the technology can actually, um, <coughs> you know, assist them in, in having moments, having, having something they can connect with in the moment when they're there. Right. Um, I even actually, I saw, I saw to a commercial where, uh, this family got Alexa for their grandma. Mm -hmm. And so then it was, it facilitated her being able to call them. Okay. Um, and to just pop up on the screen that they, you know, they had some other piece of, I'm sure purchased through Amazon. Oh, Alexa just turned on in your house. I'm calling my grandma. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's very, it's very, I know it's very feel good, um, uh, consumer, right. Yeah. You know, consumerism, uh, to have that commercial, but at the same time, it's also true. It is. And it alleviates your guilt. Yeah. And Alexa is sort of helping us remember the capitals. It does. We do play a game called States and Capitals and it's always fun. Um, it's funny because, you know, I think people do connect through technology. I mean, your social media and things of that nature. Um, I, um, I watch my daughter use her phone and all she's doing all day and I, it gets on my nerves is talk to her friends. Yeah. And they're just having group chats and it's like... But she's, she's had it for what, three weeks? She's had the phone for like three weeks. So you th- but you thought it was super cute she was talking to her friends so much at first. Did I? Yes. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even this morning she got up and like... She got up at 9.15, I want to say. No, she got up at 9. Uh, she said good morning. She gave me a hug. And then the first thing she did after the hug, at least she gave me a hug first, it was to go to her phone. And then all of a sudden I hear her talking. I'm like, are you on the phone? And I'm like, it's 9.15. Like, who wants to talk to anybody? Kids. 
these days. But um, all I wanted to do when I was at home at night, when I was in school, when I lived at home, was to talk to my talk did to you? my friends. Oh yeah. Oh, but when but I would... I mean, but the there were definitely if I had if I had um, talked. If I was talking to my friends at nine o'clock in the morning, I would have gotten in trouble because you wouldn't call somebody's house and have no, the God, no. But that means we had that. We, you know, these kids also have phones, right? So it's phone to phone. Yeah, it's phone to phone, and so um, it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter, and your parents aren't hearing the ring. Yeah. You know, it's not disrupting family life because oh it's God. just you. But also, I remember just getting up on Saturday morning and watching cartoons. Yeah. And having like cereal. Or going outside. We didn't go outside. Oh, right. I lived in the country. Yeah, I did. Oh, what I would do, my dad would always be up and be outside. And so I'd get up and I'd go out on the front porch and he'd, wherever he was, I would just yell, Dad, I'm ready for breakfast. And so then he'd come in and make me breakfast. <laughs> I mean, only in the summer. Not when there were 10 feet of snow. <laughs> he was trying to get away. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that was his, his outdoor work served a lot of purposes for him. Yeah, so a yeah. lot of things were done. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess that's, that's how that is. Um, uses the housework. I mean, yeah, to get away from people. I guess that's why Tracy gardens all morning, just to get away from me. So and can, she loves plants. She really does. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not something I understand. I don't understand it either. Um, it makes me nervous. Yeah. Because... And obviously many people other than Tracy also have this... Plant thing. Plant thing. No, I know. Uh, it's just... It doesn't stop. Ever. The plants, they don't stop yeah. uh, coming. Do you know Tracy's phone number? No. You don't? No. I really... I know 347... Well, that's... Don't so, say it. I <laughs> would... <laughs> no, um... No, I don't, and that's something else that technology... Tracy's phone number, now on iTunes. Uh, ...has taken away from us. The ability to remember things, phone yeah. numbers, addresses. Yeah. Um, uh, I only know a couple now, probably. Uh, yeah, and you know, it's... I, I, it's, I think I know all the ones that I remember prior to 2005. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't f make new memories. It's funny... Um, my sister is in Florida. I know her number. Okay. But when my mother moved to Florida, I can't. I don't know her number. Yeah. I don't know her Florida number at all. Yeah. Well, okay. So you can't remember your mom's number, but do you have? Did you make any? Uh, did you Did you make any new memories you did keep this week? Oh, I did. Uh, it's funny. Um, last week I was looking. My daughter likes to go indoor rock climbing. Okay. So I went. Uh, I was looking online uh, to find a place near here. And so I found a place, and it was like, um, I, oh, it was cool. It was like $4 a climb. So I'm like, I run in. I'm like, hey, how many climbs do you do? Because normally her mom takes her. She's like, oh, I just, it's like for an hour. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you're going to get like four or five climbs, you know, like 20 bucks, right? So like, and then, so we went to the place, and they're like, oh, it was like a sports complex. So they had, like, basketball, and they had parties there, you know, like a basketball court, like a full-on court, and uh -huh. some other things. So we go there, and, and the lady behind the desk is like, oh, the crew that comes here, um, to, like, do all the strapping for the people, um, they're not here, but would you like to have a spa day? <laughs> and I said, well, I didn't say this, but I thought, no. <laughs> yeah. 
But I look at my daughter and her eyes get all big and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. So now I look to the left and there's this whole, like, pink decorated, very um, uh, spy, like, salon thing in this sports complex, which I've never seen before. Yeah. So I guess I'm like, sure, you know, we go and then, like... She does her nails, and she does her hair. What'd you do? I just sat there on my phone. When did you get your hair done? I have no hair. You could have got what you have done. You could have got what you have done. <laughs> she would have braided my chest hairs. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and she's, you know, she's, she's enjoying it. So I'm like, this is cool. So then I'm like, you know what? I'm like, all right, let's walk further down. There's a, a little place around here. I'm like, so we walked, and they had an outdoor, like, rock climbing thing. Like, like, like transport, like they transported. Okay. So I'm like, hey, do you want to do this? And she's like, yeah. So, like, yeah, I, yeah you get, like, $10 for five minutes, which is even worse than $4 a climb. But either way. Um, so she climbs, and then I'm like, I'm like, oh, shit, I she just got her nails painted. <laughs> like... Oh, that must have looked awesome. <laughs> she just got her nails did. And she has all this glitter in her hair, and she's climbing these these rocks. But it was fun. That was, that was my memory. She had a good time, and um, that will be my new memory. How about you? Anything that you can recall that you would like to recall? Uh, no. No. I mean, I just... This was a this was a go to work and go home week. Why are you being so? Why are you clo- why are you shutting me out, Karen? I I try to let you in. I try. <laughs> why? You know who else I try to let in? Uh, people who use iTunes as their podcast provider. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because did you know Broken Corners is available on iTunes, on SoundCloud, I believe on Stitcher. Is it on Stitcher now? On TuneIn. TuneIn. Yep. That is the word on the street. Yeah. Uh, so for all those platforms, uh, we would like for you to rate, review, subscribe. I would love it. And um, once again, we have an, uh, we have Instagram. Yep. And we have a Twitter. Yeah. I, I guess I should say what those are. What is Twitter? It? Twitter is broken underscore corners. Instagram okay. very similar. Yeah, we're really good at this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're, we're gonna get. We're, we're, listen. Listen. <laughs> listen. Just that's all we ask. We also have an email address. Uh, Broken Corners at gmail.com. At gmail.com. So if you would like for us to read anything you send, just send anything. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here's wishing everybody a better better week in communication and that you keep all your fingers. Yeah, please do. And, uh, that's it. Goodbye. <laughs>